0: What's up? What's up? What's up? It's like a part two back in this house. Big game, James. You know, we brought the thistle last night with Vosh Lombardi coming hard. You know how he does with the draft, coming breaking down players like no other. You better holler at him. And then I come with my dog, my dog, my dog, my dog. Law. Nation has been like (laughs) 17,250 years, but I got him back on because he on like 70,000 channels and tubes. He just grinding like that. What's up with you, big dog?
1: Man, everything, including the sun and the moon, man, that's everything that's up with me, man. I'm just trying to crack a lack and get this thing popping. You know how this thing go. Hey, next week, it's going to be a whole different team, a whole different chemistry, a whole different mindset, a whole different world. But guess what? We're going to walk onto that thing, and we're going to be representing that silver and blue to the day we die. Hey, they cut us. You know what we're going to believe.
0: You know what we believe. We believe in silver and blue nation <laughs> all day. You know what I'm saying? Let me give a few shout-outs, Big yeah. Law, Mugs, White, Maxwell. What's What's up with you, back? Yes, yes, Stevie Mac. I'm doing it two days in a row. I guess you can't believe it. I told you I wasn't playing around, man. I told you I'm going to start coming yeah. with this fire. No deck ninja. What's up with you? Adrian Williams. Like I said, Muggs, Maxwell, keep on telling everybody. Jump in. We give you shout-outs. We're going to just talk some Cowboys football. We're going to talk about the state of the mind of the Cowboys right now. We're going to talk about the, the core players that everybody's been talking about. We all know about the draft. We know about the drafts coming up. We talked about that last night. But we need to talk about these core players – the players that basically are going to be getting us to the next level. The player, the main one of the main players and me and Vosh touched on a little bit, we're really going to touch on him. And I know people probably like, y'all going to talk about him again? Yes, we have to talk about him because he's yet to get paid. He should get paid. And he's one of the biggest controversial ones to get paid on the team. And we know who we're talking about. We're talking about Dak Prescott. We're talking about him. And Mm -hmm. we talked about him yesterday, as I said before, but I want to get another person's opinion, Mr. Law Nation, because I know you've been vocal about who should, you know, what's going on. You know, my thing about this whole thing with Dak Prescott is this. When I see the other guys like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Stafford, um, uh, Garoppolo, I mean, who played, what, seven games and then got paid $27 million. So, my thing is, like, I heard this somebody else say this as well, kind of sparked my mind. If Garoppolo played seven damn games and got $27 million, and Dak has played three seasons over and has been a winner and had very good numbers, why wouldn't he get paid that kind of money? And why would we be mad at
1: that? They need to wise up and go reach down into their pockets and pay them. That's just about a lie. Hey, something about continuity, poise, and things like that. I always got to quote this thing from Nietzsche. And, uh, guys, just write it down if you can. Those, just, just write it down. Hey, don't spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have. But remember, the thing that you do have was something you dream for, long for. So, Cowboy Nation, stop crying about paying the man 30 What? 27, 28 to close to $30 million because at one point, Hey, in 2015, we were saying, Hey, just give us anybody, give us anybody. And we went to the playoff that year. Of course. I know we only won a few games, but we was in every game. Right or wrong, big game, Jay? It was in
0: every game, and the quarterback situation is one of the reasons why we lost those games because we played mm-hmm. – I remember when we played the Seattle Seahawks that year, and they beat us, what, 10-9? to nine? And they beat us right. in the last seconds of the game, and they had – that's when they – that was 2015 when they had their dogs. They had their right. dogs, and we had Matt Castle.
1: And one can argue for that And, first-
0: and Joseph Randall. Mm-hmm.
1: For that first half, we gave the uh, the Patriots a run for their money.
0: We was giving them for the their, business. I mean, our, our pass yeah. rush was after them. We was in Tom Brady's face. But you know what Brady does eventually when you can't score points. When you can't right. score points and you don't get first downs, your defense eventually eventually is going to wear down. And it won't be the fault of the defense, but the defense eventually going to wear down and give something up because it's been on the field all game.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. So, I mean, <laughs> we can look at it. Is Dak Prescott the best pass of the ball to throw the ball? No. He's not even close to that, right? But he's a guy that you're not going to say, well, we lost the game solely because of Dak. <laughs> you can look at it from this aspect, too. In 2015, didn't we have a nice offensive line? <laughs> Was there any issues with the offensive line? But why we couldn't win? Didn't we have uh, Darren McFadden running for almost uh, third, what, third fourth, overall fourth, in rushing? Fourth
0: leading rusher in the NFL overall that fourth, year. Yeah. And the offensive line was stout that year because it was just coming off the 2014 season. So the offensive line was still stout and doing its thing and handling its business. And also we lost Dez Bryant, and we were still in games. We still Mm -hmm. weren't getting blowout, but it was the quarterback position that kept us out of games. We had uh, Brandon Whedon. We had uh, Castle. They weren't making plays, and they were making plays that were killing us. And if we were all screaming that year, if we just had a quarterback – So Dallas went out in 2016 and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get us a quarterback. We're going to have somebody to back up Tony Romo because we still believe in Romo. We're going to have somebody back him up and we're going to groom somebody for the future. They saw Dak Prescott. This is a guy we think we can groom for the future. Let's let him sit on the bench a couple years because we don't think he's ready. We like his talent, but we don't think he's ready and let him groom behind Romo because we feel like Romo has a few years. That was their mindset and their plan. It was no plan to throw Dak Prescott to the wolves right now. Even when Romo got hurt, it was Kellen Moore that was the backup. So they still didn't want Dak Prescott to see the field, so when people get mad and upset about Dak Prescott, they should really look at the front office and saying they really did not want him to see the field at all because they felt he was not ready at all. And he came in in these three years and done this for the uh, for a team that honestly didn't really believe he could do it.
1: And and guess what? The team's not even built for him. <laughs> it was no, they the, yeah, they start yeah. making the adjustments. You start making adjustments. But 2016 was Romo's team. It it, it was Romo's team. Ezekiel Elliott got Romo's name all over him. And I can only close my eyes and think – if Ezekiel Ezekiel and Romo, and Romo was to stay healthy, oh, yeah. if Romo didn't feel like he had to prove a point against the Seattle funky Seahawks, <laughs> he could have just sat on a bench and let these young boys play. But Romo had to prove a point. He said that little boy from Mississippi. He was
0: looking at he was looking at Prescott. You can't tell me he wasn't thinking about because this was the first time. Because I've said this before. Right. Shout outs to everybody. Let me give you a quick shout outs before we jump because we're gonna have a good we're gonna have a good ass conversation. I can yeah. already already feel this. Nicholas Nelson Brown, what's up with you, big dog Cowboys for Life. Katina, what's up with you, Katina? I love you. How you doing out there? Uh, but you know Romo was the first time, I think, was actually looking over his shoulder because ever since he had been there and took over the reins, I told you they never put anybody in the position to really challenge him, to really push him or do anything to really mess up his ego or mind. So when they got Dak Prescott, now you got an athletic quarterback who's big, who's strong, who's got some some work, and he's a winner. He, everybody saw what he did at Mississippi State. He was a winner. He took yeah. them from nothing. He, he, he. Took them from nothing because Mississippi State didn't have a bunch of dogs on that team that year. That's some good plays. They didn't have dogs. It was Dak Prescott that was the main cog, and we all remember that when he was back with Mississippi State. So this is the first time Romo said, "Oh man, I got to make sure I play because I don't want to be losing no reps." I, it, 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 this happens because he remembers when he was the guy when Bledsoe was back there and he was chirping at, chopping at the bit to get on the field.
1: Yes, indeed. And I'm with this belief, Cowboy Nation, and it's also big game, James. I'm with this. Now, I'm staying true to the board. Now, if the Cowboys with the 58 pick and they're doing BPA and the best player available so happens to be a quarterback, I'm not saying you pass up on the quarterback and I'm not saying you're giving up the future with Dak Prescott. I'm not saying that at all, okay? So if the quarterback is on the highest player on the board at 58, you still pick him up. If not, if you believe in somebody else, then you would do that. But my thing is with Dak Prescott. All I want people to do is just pump the brakes a little bit, support the young kid, because he had did nothing but he what he won first year, second year, third year. Has he got in trouble? Up, yeah. No no no, tr- no, 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 never got in trouble.
0: Not gotten in trouble. I mean, isn't that what we've been wanting? I mean, don't you want that from your quarterback? Doesn't get in trouble, stays good in right. the community, stand up. That's what you want, a leader of men. He's a leader. I mean, he's a leader in the community. You don't see it. Like I said, that's huge. You don't see him getting in trouble. You see all these athletes getting in trouble. Cowboys fans, are we spoiled? Because we're sitting there complaining about a man who's did nothing but good. Good. With the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, you think of the three years he's been there, he's done nothing but good. What evil, what bad has Dak Prescott done in these three years toward the organization?
1: Well, people like to compare him to the uh, Pat Mahomes and the Watsons kids and and the uh, the other guy that played for the Browns. Yes, they are better throwers of the ball. I can say that. But, man, when you just look at the collective body and the pressure that it takes, to, when you play with that silver and blue with that star on the side of your helmet, man – it's just a different type of world, Cowboy Nation. And, of course, Roger Goodell always got to stick his toe in the water with the Ezekiel Elliott situation. There's been no other player that's been scrutinized, that's been having all these crazy investigations, of investigations on him. Don't you think that they would derail the team? Can you imagine, big game, James, if uh, Paul Tagliabue said, okay, we're going to take Emmitt Smith away from you for six games or for uh, on and off the field stuff? Uh, for Troy Aikman, don't you think we would still had the same run? You know what I mean. I know so, they. they <laughs> we we know.
0: You know what I'm saying. It, it's just to me, get this man. I feel like he, I, I get what people think in their brain about right. thirty million dollars a year. That's crazy. I mean, in your brain, in your brain, you're gonna think that, but <laughs> you gotta look at this is a job. This is a job. this they go this is employment. So mm-hmm. if you're an employee if you're employee and you're working your butt off and you have top numbers and very good numbers, you're going to want to get paid as an employee your top dollar. You're
1: gonna now, do that. You're gonna do that yeah. Now, now one thing I will say, big game James, if, when you look at it, let's look at the Russell Wilson's first contract. He had got a a four year 87 million, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's after he'd won a Super Bowl. But one can argue that the LOB helped him out. And to me personally, there's nobody on this planet Earth can tell me that uh, Pete Carroll's coaching staff is not better than our coaching collective staff during this first part of Dak Prescott's career, Mm -hmm. okay? Can you agree with me on that? Yeah. So what I'm looking at is that it it was like 22 million. It was like one of the highest paid uh, quarterback salaries at that time. 22 million for it was like 87. I could be off a little bit on the money. It was like 60-something guaranteed. Now, if you were to move that particular contract to modern-day time and include inflation, it'd probably be still around 27, 28 million. That's what we're talking about paying Dak Prescott. I don't think that we we, we can just get mad at ourselves with that type of money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we will be only looking at it like, oh, that's big money for Dak Prescott until Pat Mahomes get his big $200 million contract down the line. And you know that that's going to happen in the next following years. If the way he the way that kid is playing, right. they're going to try to extend him a little bit sooner. So we're going to look at the first $200 million contract.
0: And he's going to be getting close to $40 million. And you know he is because anybody throws yeah. 50 freaking touchdowns in their second <laughs> season not after playing no dang football and 5,000 damn yards, you're mm-hmm. going to get money. You're getting money and you're getting paid big dollars. You get what I'm saying? So, yes, we understand that that's what's going to happen. But when we're seeing that, just like when I had Bobby Bell on the show about a month ago and other right. guys – they were saying, and it's true, when everybody was up and Roar when Cam Newton got his money, it was crazy. You know, everybody was like, does Cam Newton deserve it? He's not one of the best throwing quarterbacks. He doesn't throw the ball like Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. How can he make that kind of money? And then just in two years, he's the 12th. Most uh, paid quarterback within a couple of years. That's how the market changes. So we can be jumping up and down about the pay now, but it's going to drop. It is. And I'm sure the Cowboys are going to protect themselves. They did it to me. They drafted Mike White to make sure they say, hey, we like you, Prescott. But guess what? We're still going to draft somebody just in case. So you don't think they're going to make a contract for them just in case with Scott, They are. So we should trust Steven Jones now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a segue into him right now because we mm. should trust Steven Jones right now because he's done a lot of the right things and he's shrewd with people as we've seen the negotiations with Tank. So you see mm. that he's not to me, it looks like his daddy as a lover of the player. He looks yeah. at money, and he looks at the contract, and he looks at what's best for the team. And if it's not best for the team, he's not going to do it. So you damn sure well, he's going to make a contract that's going to be good for the Cowboys with Dak Prescott as well.
1: You know what, the reason why I like Stephen Jones is because he's always been around daddy. He always been around his daddy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even when I heard the story when Jerry Jones got drunk on the yacht, on his first little boat, <laughs> and he said he opened up the pages. You guys can recall that story. And he, was, and he had looked down and he said, wait a minute, such and such Cowboys are for sale? And he jumped on that phone as quick as he could, and Stephen Jones was right there with him during that time. So, what I'm trying to tell people is that there's always a right and a left. And I think that Stephen Jones has always been that left guy that said, you know what? Nah, we shouldn't do it this way. We shouldn't do it that way. He was the guy that said, nah, we shouldn't pick up Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Old Jerry said, nah, we're going to go ahead and get this guy. We need him. (laughs) And I heard that they got into a commotion, almost a fight, right? Mm -hmm. So if we fast forward to modern day, present day, now that the salary cap is what it is right now, Mm -hmm. I think that Stephen Jones look at it from the monetary side of things and say, look, I can't fall in love. And just like when I heard the story with David Cantor, they almost got into a fist fight, a fisticuff mm-hmm. about this situation and saying that, hey, D Law is no uh, uh, Khalil Mack. He is no Von Miller. He is no whoever he mentioned uh, uh, this in the talks of those uh, high, high paid uh, guys. And collectively, if you really, if you, if Cowboy Nation, Trust me, if we take the emotions out of it, there's nobody that can prove to me that D-Law is those guys because we only compare in the two years opposed to three years. Right. You're supposed to compare the three-year skill level or skill set of players. So what we are doing a little bit now is we appeasing a little piece of Jerry Jones And we're seeing the craftiness of Stephen Jones of the three-year contract. This is like a prove-it three-year deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and trust me, I love D-Law, and I want D-Law to get the bag. Shout out to the Laws, okay? Mm -hmm. But this is the thing, big game, James. Every time we pay somebody outside of the offensive lineman, what happened? (laughs) Educate the people people what happened. I don't have to say anything else.
0: Uh, We We can go on and on and on. We pay people outside the offensive lines like we falter, like it's it's. They they keep the they did the right thing by keeping this uh, line intact. Leo Collins, boy, you gotta we gotta do something with him. But let me give a quick shout out to some people, law. Before we finish out, shout out mm-hmm. to my Cowboys family. They was in the scene. They bounced out. Appreciate you, Slim Cuddy. What's up with you? He says salute to you, law. Slim Cuddy gives you a shout out, uh, Mister Jeff Pierete. Hawk in VA, he has a quick question. I'm going to see if we can answer this. Do you think the possible lockout year has something to do with getting these contracts done? Um, Ooh. I don't know. It, it could be because I, I really feel like these players, if they really want change, they're going to have to strike. Right. That's my opinion uh, because the way the, the labor – the, for, for the players, it just seems so weak. It's like one of the weakest labor unions, it seems, out of the NBA, the M- MLB, hockey. It just seems like the NFL, which shouldn't be because it's the most physical and violent sport, it should be one of the the best to take care of, and it's one of the worst. Um, I, I just feel like I, it's going to be some some things going on. I don't know if the contract's anything to do with it, but I do feel like it, it may be a for-real strike if the players really want some change going on uh, going forward.
1: It's, it's two problems that 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 may occur, and it's not it's like a half of a problem. The AAF needed to fail, okay? So if they were to continue to grind, then I'm talking about the other football league, right? AAF. I heard. I think I'm saying it right, right? Mm-hmm. AAF. Yep, yep. They needed they needed to fall down on their face, right? Because what would have happened here if the strike were to happen while that league is still going and operating? Those players, players are going to say, play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was players that were, well, I could transition now over to the NFL, get a little bit more paper, and secure myself down the line. Now, the other half of that problem, or the other half of that issue, is that the XFL, they start next year. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is, I call it a bleed over, meaning that the, those players, if the lockout occur, we know one thing about NFL players, they're not as uh, – as, uh, I guess managing of their money like the NBA, the NBA. They don't have that, 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 that bond of brotherhood like they do. Plus, it's more people, too, 53 guys. <laughs> right. So it's hard to keep 53 people on all on one page. Like mm-hmm. old folks say, hey, we want to all sing from the same hymn. What kind of book that you got? What kind of book do you got over there? You see what I'm saying? Let's throw away the other books. So We all want to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. These NFL players not on the same page. Then on top of that, you got people who have love and adulation for this sport collectively. And mm-hmm. trust me. If it's a lockout year and Jerry Jones or Will McClay say, Hey Law, hey, big game James, you wanna come play for the Cowboys? What you gonna do?
0: <laughs> Put my pads on and take a take a couple of big hits and I'm gonna get that to paycheck, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the product is gonna breed breed the product, and I think the uh the the uh, TV revenue and everything, people are still gonna come out to the games because the NFL did a wonderful job of not um spotlighting the players. But spotlighting the teams per se. Mm-hmm. See, it's all about the team. See, the NBA, you can see the face of the logo of Steph Curry. You see, you can see this face of the LeBron James or the LA Lakers or, or the other guy uh, that played for the, what was that guy before the Milwaukee?
0: Oh, uh, Giannis.
1: Giannis and the and, and mother teams in Brooklyn. All them kids out there, man, you see them. You see the whole, you see their tattoos, mm-hmm. you see their face, you see their haircuts. The NFL cut all that out. You don't have any – everything is uniform in the NFL. You can't wear pink socks on the wrong day. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, uh, hopefully it's something that's going to change. We'll see what's going to happen with these players um, later on going down the line. Uh, but we're going to talk about another player in particular who we've mm-hmm. been talking about. We talked about Dak. First, before we get off Dak, Dak should get his money? Yes or no? Yes. 30 million, you wouldn't be mad.
1: I wouldn't be mad. Okay. So, as long as it wasn't 35, (laughs) (laughs) he ain't gonna hit that 35. They ain't gonna do that. You know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, you know, I can't tell a man to be happy and satisfied with something, but I feel like if you were making like 570,000 and you go to like 27 or 28 million, I mean, I get it, but I mean you're still feeling pretty good at 28 million from 575 thousand. I'm just saying, right right, so don't, right? right. Right. You know Yeah, I mean, don't get, don't get mad, Dak. That if they feeling like they're lowballing you, 28 million, you're still winning. You but
1: know but, what but mean? the thing is, the thing is, they're gonna use big game James. They're gonna look at Carson. If Carson wins, get 30. Then Dak Prescott is gonna get probably 29. If Carson wins, get 30, or, or probably if Carson Carson wins, going to get 30, basically.
0: Yeah, he's going to get 30 he might, just because he's going to get 30 because that high draft status, number one. And, you know, they still going to think he's the franchise. So they're, it's almost they forced to. But you just keep on getting broke up and hurt. I'm cool with that. You feel me, Wentz? So <laughs> we're going to talk about another guy who I think this is very controversial because I wrote an article on this, this, this man. I got crucified for writing this article. I did not yeah. say anything evil in the article. I did not say I did not want Zeke. I did not say anytime I don't want him here. I said that the reality is that he's a running back and even though he's one of the select few running backs that you're going to see he still is a running back. He still is taking a lot of hits. He's going to take more hits and they said they're going to exercise his option year meaning he's going to play his fourth year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Zico's going to play his fourth year, and then he's going to exercise his option. I mean, he's going to play another year. I mean, he's going to play two years. Right now, he's 23 years old. He's going to be 25 at that time, possibly going on to 26. Now, I'm not saying this is DeMarco Murray's situation, but remember, DeMarco Murray was 26 years old. He just came off an 1,800-yard season, setting records, and Stephen Jones said, no, mm, we're not paying yeah. you that money. Now, all I'm saying is we know Zeke is a monster. We know he should be top dollar, probably number one paid running back in the league per what we've seen, what he's done, what he can do. But, law, two more years and 300-yard, 300, 300 carries, two more years. It sounds good, but do you think Steven will really do it?
1: Well, in in order for Ezekiel Elliott to uh, be – Extended it, it he's gonna want wide receivers money. Do you like to pay Ezekiel Elliott wide receivers money? I'm gonna wait I mean, no and so you don't want to pay Ezekiel Elliott wide receivers money. Then that's 15, 16, 17 million, give or take. So my thing is he do Ezekiel, he's the best player on the team. And he's a whole lot younger than what DeMarco Murray is, right? Right. During that time frame. Right. And he and he, ha- he didn't have the uh the crazy injuries because we saw the flashes in DeMarco's mm-hmm. game. We were sitting there like, man, that that St. Louis game, I was looking at it like, boy, we got us a we got GM. us a running
0: back. We got us a running back. Uh-huh.
1: We just had a crazy philosophy with a coaching staff, whereas they refused to run the rock. In 2013, I think the light switch cut caught on, caught on turn on, I meant to say, mm-hmm. but it was too late in the season, you see, in my opinion. And then they just moved it over to 2014, and they said, okay, this is the philosophy. Mm-hmm. All right, so now if we fast forward to this year, the best tool to keep Ezekiel Elliott on this team is to get him 16 to 17 carries a game. That will put him in around 255 to close to 270 carries. Anything north of that, his his body is going to be just unusable to his th- third contract and i think that you probably since Ezekiel Elliott's age and he just un, he just freakishly athletic he's built right for the position you never seen a running back with that big old massive head and that neck you see what i'm saying that he's looked like he's built to take these blows but we also saw a a a a tired Ezekiel Elliott towards the latter end of the uh, stretch last year there's nobody we can say yeah, he didn't. He got hit in the backfield a lot of times uh, against that L.A. Rams tape, and we can talk about that front offensive line. And Ezekiel gets the pass because he only ran for like forty-six something yards or something like that. But let's be real, Barry Sanders never had an offensive line. He was able to find spaces. Now I can say that this offensive line is a whole lot better <laughs> than that offensive line for the uh, for the Lions. Okay during that time frame, that Barry Sanders. I'm not saying that Ezekiel Elliott should be running like Barry Sanders, but come on, guys. We got to start holding Ezekiel Elliott to a higher standard if his body is going to bail out on him towards the latter part of the year. So what will help him out is a good running back that can come in to help spell him. And I'll say knock off some of those uh, attempts, get him down to 270 or at least 250.
0: 'Cause that's what you're gonna have to do in my opinion, if right and like I said, it's not that I don't wanna stand Ezekiel Elliott. And now I was talking I had Patrick Walker on here last week right. last week. And I was asking him about that, you know, and he said pay Zeke, he's all world and the Cowboys would do a like a four year deal and take it out after two and then mm. see how it is. But to me, it's just I mean, the the contracts that these guys sign do now, when you see a six year deal, it's almost like unless they're like twenty one when they get that deal, mm-hmm. they're not going to see the life of that deal. If they're right. a guy that's a 26, 27-year-old and they do a six-year deal, unless you're just an all-world freakish player, you're not seeing the life of that contract to me. You just don't see mm-hmm. him anymore. It's more It's more you see these three-year to four-year deals that the players and looks like the teams are heading to. So my thing is, if you're taking those two more years, like I said, at 26 and you're doing a maybe four year deal till he's 30, maybe have an out after two so you can see what he is. OK. Uh, but as I said before, unless you're doing what you're saying, a uh, law and you have to possibly draft a running back or grab somebody in free agency because you need somebody because Rod Smith is probably gone. And I don't feel like you know, we were really missing a beat, losing him anyway no hate to rod smith but we needed a different type of back but if unless you're getting a type of back that can take off them carries i don't mm. care how good he is every running back after you're taking that many hits your body's gonna slow down
1: regardless regardless and uh and you speaking to cold hard flames right there and it's the truth cowboy nation don't don't look at it as hate but it's just that the reality of it uh and, and they believe in, and even for those who like rod smith I think that the staff trust Jamez Olawale more because he just signed what a 3-year, 5.4 million dollar contract, right? So, uh I don't I don't I'm looking at Rod Smith. I'm pull I just pulled up spoke track right now and I don't see nothing dealing with Rod Smith at this point. So, I'm thinking that they they in process now of making that power play to make that move. Uh why do they pick Jamez Olawale over Rod Smith? I don't know. But my thing is I'm thinking that they looking at a running back that can probably they can get out of this draft that can complement Ezekiel Elliott just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Rod Smith and Jameez Olawale, you close your eyes and you look at and, and, and spin around five times, you open up the film, you think 49 and 45 is the same person. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm thinking that in this draft, I haven't got a chance to evaluate a lot of running backs. But I'm thinking that with one of these picks, that the Dallas Cowboys might be going out there and selecting a guy. I'm not thinking that they're going to get a T.J. Yeldon, whoever that's already in, in the free agency market. I'm thinking that they're going to get somebody fresh who they can just know for sure they can be a nice change of pace, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, who can do a little bit more than what a wetback or a, a scatback or whoever they call uh, uh, Tavon Austin can do. Mm-hmm. So so this is what I'm looking at. him.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, we're, we're going to see how that situation goes. Do you think, would you, in your opinion, pay Zeke mm-hmm. top dollar money and extend him to a big deal?
1: I think you, I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to go to the squeeze route. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Didn't I? Yeah, see, you People want to see people
0: actually see, here's the thing. People jump I'll out there. Me. And if you don't say extend the Zeke, Ellie, they think you hating on a Zeke. And it's not that like I've had people like, Oh, you just hating on Zeke. You don't know. I'm not. He plays freaking running back. Okay. And he's all world back. But how many, there, there are very few running backs. I mean, have I mean, Adrian Peterson's a dog. He got injured too, though. He's not superhuman. They play the position where their injuries like offensive linemen. That's why you're leery of paying offensive linemen all that money, not because they're not worth it, but because every play they're in the line of fire getting major injuries and you losing year one, two years off that contract. This is about dollars and cents. Okay, we all want to win championships, but it's about dollars and cents, too. And like I said, I just want to see what they're going to do with Ezekiel Elliott. If they're going to uh, wait to that option year, like I said, that's two more years. And I'm not saying don't pay Zeke, but it's going to be very interesting. All I'm saying in these next couple years, it's quiet now because he's just going into his fourth year. But when he goes in that option year and he's still getting good numbers and they're still looking at age or anything like that. We're going to see how that comes into play because I don't care. You see Stephen Jones plays hardball. He did it with DeMarcus you, you, Lawrence. You, 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 he plays hardball.
1: You got a good recall, fam. You get what I'm saying? Uh, what's that running back, Lindsey, from, uh, from Denver Broncos? What round did they get him?
0: Oh, man. It was
1: like the I fourth get,
0: round, a fourth or fifth round.
1: Somebody help me out in the chat box. So let's say, for example, or for instance, If we go into this draft, and I'm not trying to say I'm Team No Zeke because it's crazy, you know the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides, right? Yes. Uh, By the iniquities of the selfish. Oh, y'all getting me crocked now, baby? (laughs) But this is the thing, uh, Big Game James. If we go get this year, and this is his option year, if we go happen, we go out there and we find a gem. I'm talking about a flat out gem, a stud. Somehow it just so happened to fall in our lap and he just gets out there in the field and you looking at it like whoa 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 Kimo Sabi! look at this mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> look at this brother. He just running his tail off. Oh, hey Zeke. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's and, reality. And that's the reality. And and then what you can do after that option year, you can start doing the squeeze action. Right. You it's start real. squeezing and you can start saying well uh here's the uh the uh the squeeze right here here's the uh uh, uh what do you call that thing when you when you put them on the uh, franchise deal or yeah. transitional I don't know Philip Lindsay that's what they saying Joey S. appreciate you man thank you man appreciate Phillip you. Lindsay so if, if we go out there and somehow find a quote-unquote Philip Lindsay 2.0 <laughs> it would be crazy guys it would be crazy but uh, it- that's what I'm saying. And they said he was undrafted. Somebody said Joe Joey said he was undrafted at that.
0: You feel me? And 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 like I said, I'm not hating right. on I'm not hating on it, but it's reality. If like you said, if Dallas were to draft a Jim running back and he comes in there and spells Zeke and is ex- explosive, blowing 30, 40 yard gains, this and that, what were they screaming when Cooper Rush threw like two touchdowns in a damn preseason game? The next Tony Romo, Cooper Rush. People gonna naturally <laughs> scream it. Don't care what you say they going to scream certain things. You get what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and people will keep eyes on it. So it's just going to be a, a situation we need to keep an eye on in the next couple of years with Ezekiel Elliott with his contract because it is, it's going to be real here soon. Uh, Once those contract years and those option years, Byron Jones is in his option year, we're going to see, everybody says it's all good until that money gets involved and money changes everything. You feel me?
1: $14 million (laughs) is what he projected to be. So Byron Jones after one year. So this is a, this pretty much is a prove it to me. Yeah, this is a prove it to me. My God, BJ. This is a a prove it. You got to figure out something. He he got to prove it. We got to prove it.
0: Let me give a few shout outs right quick. uh, Law. Alex Almonte, Chris Longley, Joey S., uh, my Cowboys family still in there Edward Sweeney flows infinite what's up Nene she jumped back in here how you doing Jeff purity like I said uh who else we got in there Arkansas Cowboy what's up all y'all we appreciate everybody being in here we appreciate everybody listening and commenting jumping in here we love it thank you uh we'll try to get to any comments any questions that you have throw them in there we'll try to get in there as well um I didn't mean to cut you off law no, like, no,
1: no, 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 no. You're good, but I got to say this one go thing. Ahead, go right ahead, quick say it. Sp- it out spit it. Spit it, man. Hey, we got 50 people and only 14 likes, man. I'm just disappointed in everybody that's in the chat box, man. Please like. just give us a like, man. Yes, like free. It's free. Like 99. and subscribe. It's just a thong. Yes,
0: like, like and subscribe. Thank you, Law. I appreciate that. See, I was going to come out there and say that, but I'm glad you caught me, in, caught me at the pass. You had me at the pass. So, yes, like. If you're in here, you like what we're talking about, like and subscribe to the page because, yay, somebody jumped in here and said, hey, two back-to-back days. Yes, I'm trying to go hard, y'all. I'm, I'm yes. grinding, leaving work, coming to work. Feel me? Trying trying to grind. That's what we trying to do here. Yeah, you know it. I told you, you on 75 stations, so I know you're tired. You don't get no damn sleep.
1: No sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no sleep till
0: Brooklyn, Beastie Boys, you feel me?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So we've been yes. talked to, we talked about Dak. We talked about Zeke. There's another player that I'm gonna bring up as well who's uh he's been in the news, uh, because he's another person that they said whose contract they should probably get take care of right now because he could be the cheapest way, is Mr. Amari Cooper. Now, you seen Julio Jones getting big dollars, you know, the wide receiver mm-hmm. market. Your thoughts on Amari Cooper?
1: Uh, my thing is, I believe that the uh, base of his contract is going to be sixteen million. That's where the starting point of the negotiation because they was willing to pay Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Watkins. Sammy, can you 16. believe that? Sammy Watkins, <laughs> we dodged a big. That's boy, crazy. <laughs> that's that's crazy like, when you
0: think about that.
1: It's kind of like the girl you had the, the, the crush on in high school. Man, and that's then you crazy. Say, man, I want to holler at her. I want to holler at her. And then after college and everything, then you come back to your hometown. You said, "Boy, I'm glad I missed that." Man, Boy, like, I'm, I'm cool.
0: Yes, man, I can't believe they actually were going to offer Sammy Watkins 16 million a year. And I feel like if he would have came to Dallas, he'd have been hurt his whole career.
1: Oh man, did <laughs> the pressure—the pressure to play in Dallas. And, and and I'm not saying – and I'm not throwing any shade or salt on Dak Prescott. But let's be real about it. He's not the best thrower of the ball. So you had to go through that. And then you had to go through the pressure, the pressure, and everybody's saying, okay, what number are you going to wear? You see, uh, or can, you, can you run a route? <laughs> can you stay healthy? Hmm.
0: I don't think he would have been able to hold that burden like Amari Cooper did. That's why I feel like Amari Cooper should get his bread. Because if we would have brought a Sammy Watkins in, if they would have signed a Sammy Watkins and he was the leader of our receivers, I mean, I don't even think he was devastating at Kansas City. He went over there. He was good, but I don't think he was devastating. I don't think he was that number one receiver. He's been injured his whole career to me. Um, He had the – has the all-world talent. We get it. But I just don't feel like with the pressure that Amari Cooper came in, that's why I think he's a dog and he should definitely get his money. We're talking about 16000000 million, 17 million. I'm cool with Amari. And like I'm cool with Zeke, you know, disposition. But Amari's still young, and he's not going to get hit as much as Zeke. But when you see what he came in at a 3-5, and five, we were losing. And he came in, he changed the whole dynamic of the team. As much as people say, oh, well, Dak Prescott is nothing without Ezekiel Elliott, and he can't do anything. Saying, I said time and time again, we were th- Dallas Cowboys were three and five with Dak and Zeke, and Zeke was not having bad numbers. Zach, Zeke was having good numbers, and we still right. weren't winning games. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They didn't start winning games until Amari Cooper came in the fold and changed the dynamic of the offense. Dak got better, Zeke got more holes. The whole offense got better. The whole team changed, and I don't think a Sammy Watkins would would didn't didn't have the makeup to be able to take on what Amari Cooper did because he basically put a lot on his shoulders and basically blew it
1: up. Blew it clean off the map. And then uh, people fail to realize Amari Cooper, what it helped out with his career too I finally saw Amari Cooper. Remember, when Amari Cooper scored touchdowns, he handed the ball to officials or he put it on the turf. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I seen Amari Cooper. He was celebrating. He started being able to be more of himself. Yes. And now, now like this uh, little trash talking that he do or, or subliminal messages that he does, mm-hmm. man, is so many things that I, I, I literally said. Last year, uh, on my Instagram page, I said, "Man, Amari Cooper only played a handful of games, and he's slowly becoming my favorite cowboy of all time. Slowly." And people say, "Hey, pump the brakes, law." And then just listen to what he had to say about, it. "Hey, he want to be pretty much a Cowboys for life." My thing is, I'm still for the, uh, I'm still on the Stephen Jones side of things, meaning that I want to get stuff for for less money, and for longer term. Uh, I, I think that uh, we should pay Amari Cooper before Julio Jones get his big contract.
0: Yeah, I mean, because Amari Cooper, he he's, I mean, he's devastating. We, I, I wanted him when he came out of Alabama. I liked him. I followed him when he was at Oakland. I liked him. <laughs> I disliked his game. I was like, man, the Dallas could ever get a receiver like that, we'd be sweet. And when we got him, I was cool with that first round pick. You first when you thought, eh, but you're like Amari Cooper. He's young. He's a he's a dog. And as I said before. The key to me with Amari Cooper, just as you said – he was always talked talked about as the quiet guy. People didn't know he liked mm-hmm. football. People didn't know if he cared because he didn't talk a lot. He didn't say a lot to people. He didn't. He kept to himself. But really, he probably is not that type of person. But if he probably don't like you or feel you probably fake, that's why he gets quiet and don't talk to you because that he don't right. probably deal with those type of people. He looks like he has that type of makeup just by me looking on the outside. In he looks like he has that type of makeup. He comes over to Dallas. You see a whole different Amari Cooper. This dude is talking. He's shooting. He's doing celebrations where he's shooting it through the through the damn goalposts. You know what I mean? He's talking trash. He's getting big medallions with, with his number, with Cowboys right. all on it. You know what I mean? He's a whole different person. When he's with the Cowboys, number one, he loves the organization. He loves the team. And he always speaks very highly of Dak. Now, if you really look at Amari Cooper, he looks like a perfectionist. He looks like a guy that he really takes his craft seriously. Like he looks like he's really about that life with his craft. And I'm telling you what, he said it about Lenahan like, oh, damn, are we still going to run these same damn plays? Like, he was already critical, so you know he's going to voice his opinion. And I really I feel it. that if he wasn't feeling Dak and didn't
1: think he was a good quarterback, he would say it. I, I, boy, you just said a mouthful on that. So, yes. And then guess what? After he voiced his opinion about old soft Scott Linehan, Boy, that boy's stats and everything went whoop, 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 whoop. It's a coincidence, though, huh? You know <laughs> easy, what I mean? Easy coincidence, huh? <laughs> but I, I like Amari. And, and And I think that you know he's a nuanced route runner, right? Mm-hmm. Big, physical guy. And we have yet to have that consistently on our roster. We love what Cole can do. He was the best route runner last year. But now you got Amari who's who's uh, integrated into this system. And then on top of that, during this time last year, Dak Prescott wasn't throwing no ball to no Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was just now trying to get to know who Alan Hearn is. You see what I'm saying? Right. And don't sleep on Alan Hearn's, Cowboy Nation. He's going to be another, better. He's another but, route runner. But
0: who's the th- – that's what I'm saying. Having Amari Cooper – still makes everybody better because he made Michael Gallup better because what were we saying about Michael Gallup? Michael Gallup got considerably better after Amari Cooper came. Now he became more of a threat. I feel like he really uh, settled into that number two role. I feel like they really bounce off each other so beautifully. We're not even talking about Randall Cobb law. Bruh. We're not even even talking about Randall Cobb law. I don't give a hell, and everybody's going to be in agreement and let the church say amen.
1: Man. Randall Cobb is
0: an upgrade over Cole Beasley, and we hell to know that because one of the biggest upgrades to me is Cole Beasley can't take something from the 20 and take it to the house for a touchdown. Cole Beasley getting caught at the 30-yard line and going down, or he going to slide on the ground because he don't want to get hit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why they had Cole Beasley on punt returns because he was scared as hell. Cole Beasley, I ain't hating on you, dog, but you know it was true. You was always taking.
1: I mean, I mean, you he
0: know it was true. He would get that ball and he run to the ground. He didn't want to get hit. You know, we know it was true. Well, that's why we got when got Taven on Austin. But guess what I'm saying? You got a Randall Cobb who, even though he's not big, he's thick, and that's the type of guy when you throw a slant to him, he's healthy. He can take it to the house, and that's what we need—a
1: hmm. dog on the wide uh, right receiver side. And guys remember I was saying this, the approach and the attack to the ball out in the sky. That was Gallup's game, right? And we saw him elevate his route running techniques a little bit better down the course of the year, right? Right. So you got that one hand. And then also, now that if you look at the game, look at the LA Ram tape when he caught that big pass. Look at the other games that when he caught the big pass. When they roll coverage over to Amari Cooper's side. Don't you know that they're going to roll that, that, that split guy? That's going to be playing the, the, the third's. A little bit closer now to 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 survey the land where, where Randall Cobb is at. So this year, if he remains healthy, I'm gonna knock on some god dog on wood. You better knock on if that wood hard. If he remains healthy, Gallup he's gonna be looking at the opposition and said, "Baby, I don't got nobody over the top now. It's just me and you, mano a mano." Dak, lob that thing up. What we've been practicing on all all this off season. I think he's Gallup, gonna Gallup is gonna have to have be nasty that. this year, Law. And bruh, we're not even talking about Tavon Austin. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: and, and people forget, I'm telling you, that Cedric Wilson is going to be sneaky. Oh, 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 Cedric on, Wilson going to be sneaky as hell. Baby. I, my, I my little
1: baby. Keep <laughs> talking. I'll be right back. <laughs> C-
0: C- C- Cedric Wilson is going to be sneaky as hell. I mean, when you look at our receiving core, it's exciting because you look at Law will be back here in a second. got to take a little break. He'll be back here. But when you think of our receiving core, you don't get excited about that. You don't get excited when you see Amari Cooper. You got Cedric Wilson. I mean, I'm sorry, not Cedric Wilson. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is going to be nasty this year. I think he's going to take a super leap in his year two. You got Cobb who you can slide inside. You got Cobb who can slide outside. You can move Amari Cooper in the slot. You got Tavon Austin when you got four wide. you still. I'm telling you that Cedric Wilson kid, he's going to be something exciting. He's got a good size. He's every bit of 6'3". And he's a big body receiver, good hands. I think he's going to come in there and sleep a lot of people. You're still talking about Devin Smith, who's a, speed from, a speedster from Ohio State, who we've been clamoring for to get a speedster, and he's a speedster. We don't even know if he would make the roster. And then you still have the draft where you can still draft somebody for to groom because a lot of these guys are uh, – Noah Brown, I'm not even talking about him – you got guys that a lot of guys are on one year deals. You got Cobbs on a one year deal, so we're probably not gonna re-sign him. You you know Hearns, he's finishing up his one year deal. So you got guys that you're gonna need to groom going forward. So you look at that nucleus, it, it looks good. Tight end position. I wonder what's gonna happen with that tight end position. Are they gonna draft a tight end? Let me ask you guys right now, since y'all in in the chat right now, do you yeah, think I the Cowboy is, is you coming he back?
1: back Do you
0: think the Cowboys should draft a tight end? I'm going to ask you guys right now. Do you think the Cowboys should draft a tight end? You got Witten back, but he's only going to be on a year deal. You got Blake Jarwin, who looked good toward the end of the season. I think Schultz is a decent player. Uh, I mean, Rico Gathers is Rico Gathers at this point. I'm really not going to have any kind of expectation for Rico Gathers any longer. But Cowboys fans, who's in the chat? Should the Cowboys draft a tight end? What do you think, Law?
1: Uh, my thing is, if they do draft a tight end, one of these guys is going to have to go. Uh, we only have room for 90 man that's on his roster that's during the offseason, I believe. And I think that if, if they draft a tight end, you got to have snaps. and you, If you don't have uh, uh, chances to give that guy room out there to, to run routes and pick up the offense, then why why keep them? This is not a, a uh a daycare sitter, uh services. So uh and on the short person off the, on the stick would be Rico. So I think that they shouldn't draft a tight end, but if they do, then uh it means man, i will maybe Rico.
0: It's gonna have to because let's say you you're going in the second round and let's say mm-hmm. there's an Irv Smith from Alabama who's available.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> what well, that would that would be
0: hard to pass up? You get what I'm saying, so that's yeah. where that draft comes in there, where the Cowboys covered their tracks in free agency. Will, we, were, Cowboys fans were crying about saying, "Oh, we're taking it all along. we're not jumping in free agency." But they took their time and did it the right way. And manipulated that damn cap so lovely, Stephen Jones manipulated that cap really good with Robert Quinn. He that was a coup getting Robert Quinn the way we did. You got Cobb, you got um, Ioka. Um, Who else do Mm -hmm. we who else do we grab up Um, um, Covington, a hider been just a big coup. So you go into that draft thinking you can get the best player available for real. So you would be mad like if you got a corner at 58. But would you really, really be mad when you know that corner back position is good? It's good. But is it Mm -hmm. super solid? No. Cheeto was good, but he had a high percentage of quarterbacks completing passes on him. We know what Byron Jones did. We're not hating on nothing about Byron Jones. We might as well bring him in the fall. We, 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 I'm jumping over everywhere, Cowboys fans, so I apologize, but I don't care. This is just a f- freestyle Thursday going into Friday. <laughs> but, law, Byron Jones, since we jumping on, since I mentioned his name, he's been a huge topic. Some people, like, trade him. I've been, been like, if you ain't going to – Keep if you don't think he's in the plans, then you need to find out what you can get for him right now. What do you think about Byron Jones? You got Patrick Peterson and them guys making 14 million dollars a year. Yes, Byron Jones was a sticky cornerback. We knew that when he was coming out of college. I told you he wasn't going to be a high interception guy, he was going to be a sticky right. guy, and that's what he is. He's sticky. So,
1: do you pay 14 million for sticky? I need, I need more game tape. I, I do. Uh, I, I just need more tape. I need more film. I need more evidence. I know that he's been hurt by the situation of him playing safety, out of position, just like I said with Lyle Collins, playing out of position. That's a story of a different segment. But my thing is with this, if he don't prove <clears throat> that he's worth his salt out there this year, then he may be on that trading block or he may be on that, hey, transitional tag or whatever it may be that you can do to get rid of him during his uh, process. Because my thing is, I, I know that the Dallas Cowboys breed on, on, on what coddling, coddling their players, right? But my thing is, we need more takeaways, turnovers. And if Byron Jones don't repeat what he did last year, then he's out of yours.
0: I mean he's going to have to have that type of year to me for them to think about paying him that money. I don't think that they're thinking about that right now, especially Stephen Jones. And I'm I'm telling you, Stephen Jones, I could see him being cutthroat with byron Jones. I'm sorry, I could see him being cutthroat with Byron Jones especially if he doesn't match what he did last year. If he has any kind of struggles this year, especially if he doesn't get a lot of INTs, I definitely see the Cowboys can move on. Now I've heard people uh, Hire up people that scout the game. Oh, Byron Jones, you just don't find lockdown corners like that. Yeah, I get that, but I don't know if he's a lockdown corner yet. He's just been one year at the position. He's been back and forth with the safety. We all thought he should probably play corner when he came out, and the Cowboys probably made that fault by putting him at safety because they reached and felt like we need a safety, just like they reached probably for Taco, thinking we need a war Daddy because we don't know what Demarcus Lawrence is. So they probably reached with Byron Jones and they out put him in out of position. So now, yes, you had a, a really good season and I like that, but I feel just just my opinion. I just feel like is the team really gonna take a step back if Byron Jones is not in the lineup? Maybe I might be wrong. Maybe I might be wrong, folks. Cowboys fans in here, tell me I, if I am. But I, this in my heart, don't think the Cowboys gonna take a major step back if they lose Byron Jones.
1: You, you said him out for it, the system, the system is the system. When Chris Richard stepped onto this team, he said, I want players with length. I want players with range, with attitude. They can play down on that line, closer to the LOS. That's what he's getting out of Byron Jones. That's what his skill sets say. And that's what his uh, scouting report says. Now he's not a big turnover guy. And I think we got somebody who made the donation. To help yes, Nation. Uh, yeah, big so shout he- outs.
0: Big shout mm-hmm. outs. Who's that? Uh Mister That Damn Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that ben. Dat damn Ben. Shout outs to you, Mr. Dat Damn Ben, for the, the, the donation. That's a that's a beautiful thing right there. You can also donate to Simmer Blue Nation too if you choose.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. That's nineteen ninety nineteen
0: ninety five. we appreciate you, big dog, and thank you for everybody that's been tuning in. Uh on, 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 on the Silver and Blue Nation today, but Byron Jones, as I said before, I I don't say that you can just get cornerbacks grow on trees. They just don't do that. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry, I I I don't want it to be a proven year, but it is because that's the way it fell, and I feel like he has to have an all world type season again to justify that money to me.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. And then on top of that, my brother from another mother. No, look don't look like Danny Glover. I'm talking about Cheeto Ousier. My thing is. He was always this close guy, right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. This was his new – that was his first year with the Chris Richard. Of course, that was his first year with Byron Jones and, and, the, and the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that with the defensive front that we got better being now off the edge, that damn Ben. Mm-hmm. You can put Robert Quinn. He can put this shoulder blade on the grass as well, as well as D-Law. If he can figure out a way to play week one. You're going to have the quarterback thinking with his mental mind, we got to get this ball out quicker. I'm thinking that with Cheeto and Byron Byrum really need to get some turnovers. Cheeto and Byrum, that they would figure out, hey, the ball is gonna be right here at this point. I'm already redirecting. We we playing press. It's time for us to get some takeaways and turnovers, baby. It's gonna happen this year. I just feel it, man. I just can't explain it, I, but I can feel it, though.
0: Well, I I can feel it too. We we about to uh about to shut it down here in a few. Uh, I'm going to ask you one last thing before we get out of here. I'm going to ask you about the schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the schedule came out. You know, a lot of people were hyped about the schedule. To me, I don't really care about the schedule. I mean, once I see the teams, I mean, we're going to play them. I get where you play them in different times. Maybe I don't care now, but then we get in the season, I'm like, damn, why are we playing Buffalo right now? Or why are we playing Pedro? I might think that right now. But just looking at the schedule, um, you know, we play playing the AFC East this season. we got Buffalo, Miami. Uh, New, New York Jets, New England, of course. That's going to be the, one of the big games. Let me think. What is your, and we play, you know, we play Chicago, Rams. So it, it, people saying you got a Green Bay, New Orleans. People saying you got a daunting schedule this year. I think we can whoop anybody's ass this year, especially if we stay healthy. I've been saying this. I said it last year long. You know I've been saying this, that we right. are one of the most talented teams in the league, and that's why I'd be so pissed of why we are not doing what we're supposed to do and falling short because we have too much talent. Now, I feel like this season – as I've been saying before, but really been screaming aloud no excuses because, man, if we stay healthy, looking at that defense, you add to Robert Quinn, Marcus Lawrence, you got Woods, Covington, Hyder, uh, Malik Collins, you still got Crawford, Taco, you still got Doris Armstrong Jr. I mean, you got Jalen, you got Sean Lee coming off the bench. Nobody even talks about Sean Lee. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, but Remember, two years ago, that we, we didn't have a defense if we didn't have Sean Lee. Now you ain't even talking about Sean Lee. That's how far the defense has advanced. When you ain't even talking about him, you're talking about cutting him, you could have cut him and still saved some money. Right. So when you're looking at this team with that defense and we're staying healthy and that offense is looking good, and what's your prediction as far as what we're looking about? I'm, I'm not trying to tell you to throw out a record, but how do you think the season goes with the Cowboys this year we stay relatively healthy?
1: We stay healthy. We're a 10-plus win team. And I, I really believe that this team can get us to 10 wins and beyond. Uh, I, the, the reservation that I have is we don't have back-to-back games at home, of course. It's one week you're here, next week you're gone. One week you're here, next week you're gone. And then we have a stretch uh, in 12 days. I think we got to play three games or four games, something like that. Do you, you Do you know that time frame? Say it again to me. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the stretch, we got to go through like uh, three games in 12 days or something like that, and yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be some uh, fatigue factor. So we're gonna have to have some depth, and and the NFL is a no excuse business. Jerry Jones already put the pressure on Coach Red. He's saying that okay, this is a proven year for you as well. So I'm thinking that this team should play lights out because the coach should also coach one hell of a games all these years, uh, all these games, because if not, then he's going to be looking for a job basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that this team should play with an aggressive mindset, an aggressive tone, try to beat the curse because this is an odd year. Steven Jones should know that, Hey, if, if Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones putting the pressure on Jason Garrett, then Jason Garrett might say to himself, I got doggone need to play. I need to coach these players up to the par, and we don't need to lose no crazy three-point uh, 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 three, uh, three point games or one-point game or what have you. I got to coach the best of my career like like my life is on the line, and I'm thinking that when you put somebody back against the wall, a prize fighter, they always talking about fight, finish the fight and stuff, swings regardless, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody got driven on their shirts. Then they're gonna need to drive these things up. They need to play with that intensity, match that intensity, match that energy. I think that all the players with this defense is going to be in a second-year Chris Richard system. So I'm thinking that this defense should be slightly better as well. So and then of course you throw in the Robert Quinn's of the world. So whew, it's going to be a nice year, a uh, big game, James. I, I feel I feel like we can make it to the playoffs.
0: Well, I I know yeah. one thing. I want us to have a, a first time NFC East back to back champions because that's been a long time since that's happened within the NFC East. So we definitely need to do that. I'm seeing a lot of predictions in here. A lot of pre- people have us over the ten eleven game barrier. I started out with ten. I'm jump got bold and said twelve and four. I'm going to stay with twelve and four just because I feel like this. Mm-hmm. We got the team and we got. Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, these guys are in year four. Now, how many times have we seen teams that when they're just, you feel like they're just really good and then that season is just a kick ass? I felt like that in 2014. Going from 2013 to 2014 season, I just felt like, man, DeMarco Murray, the offensive line, we're going to really do something. You know, I was worried about the thing with Romo, and then you saw how he kind of played in the beginning. But you saw us grabbing steam and just looking like a monster team, like nobody could really touch us. Like we were really going through the league, really kicking ass. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like this is year four for a lot of these guys. They're the veterans. They're the leaders. So they should be going in there like we are the, the top dogs. We need to go into these games like we are the top dogs and we're going to whoop your ass. And that's the attitude we need to have every game because we have too much talent to lose those flugazy gazy games. There can't be yes, the excuse yes. of losing, just like you said, a three-point game here. It can't be those flu-gazy games. If you're trying to be the coach and trying to get us over the hump, NFC championships, Super Bowl contenders, every single year getting to the Super Bowl, you can't lose those type of games. Not saying it ain't going to happen, but when you're trying to make your mark with this team, with this team and the talent that this – I mean, honestly, it's 2019. We've had some talent through to, through the years, but this is one to me, to me – on paper, one of our most talented teams that we've had in a very long time.
1: Yes, indeed, and this is another thing that I want Cowboy Nation to understand and hopefully uh, uh, Coach Garrett. I don't want to hear this. This game will be our Super Bowl. I don't want to hear that. When we play against those Patriots, I don't want to hear, oh, this game going to be our Super Bowl. Or when we play against the uh, the, the, the the L.A. Rams or or the uh, the. the the, the, the Saints, I don't want to hear from our staff or from anybody from the organization saying this is our Super Bowl. Don't say that. The Super Bowl is meant to be played in February. So if we want to say this is our Super Bowl, we get there. I don't want to hear, hey, this is going to be the game that proved that we can. Because what happens after you hit your goal in life? Sometimes you sit back and you get a you you and you 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 daisy. You, you go, think, hey, I'm, think he did I made it did something. I made it. Right. Right, I made it. Oh, I got her phone number now. Oh, I, I'm I'm taking her out to eat, and we going all here and there and everywhere. No, 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 cowboy nation. I said this up the other day on my other show. I want to be the team that when we up by twenty, we 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 stick the knife.
0: We still kicking we your ass,
1: the and then we start turning it. And we start turning it and we say, yeah, that's for 20, over 20 years of everybody talking about us since 1995. I want when we put our foot on their neck, I don't want to just to be resting there. I want us to just twist and turn and let them look into our eyes and say, "You you may rest in peace now. Mm -hmm. I want to have that type of mentality. That's why when teams come down there to the Big D, the Dallas Cowboys, I want that defense to be so medieval, Cowboy Nation. And I feel it. I feel that Chris Sharp can bring that energy here. And I think that the offense can score just enough for us to just have other people fearing us and we can be the team that hit everybody by surprise. That's what you want to do. That's what I want. Punch every team in the mouth, not just the Saints. Punch everybody in the mouth.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't go in there because you punch the Saints in the mouth and then you you, you whoop up the Saints and then you go play the Jets or somebody and then you want to lay an egg. No, whoop every team. Show no mercy. Like, if you had a five-sack game last week, then you're trying to get seven sacks this game. You feel me? Like, it's got to be like that. We got to be animals this year. It can't be the same failures. Cowboys fans, we're – I mean, media people all alike – we're just we can't go keep going through with this. We can't I mean we just can't. It can't right. keep happening because you got these other teams that are not better. See, it would be one thing if we weren't a good team. I right. could I could I could take back take the L's and not try to fake it like we are. But it's another thing when you got a damn good team and you're not doing what you're supposed to, and then you see these other teams <laughs> who are not as good as you or may be as good as you and they're doing and making those moves, and they're getting to the Super Bowl. I don't give a hell (laughs) – that Rams game still leaves a sour taste in my mouth because I look how they just got shut the hell down against New England, and I'm just like, man, dog, they're not better than us. I'm, I want to beat them because it's just like I look at these teams like you're not better than us, and and right. we need to prove it. Like I that would I hope the Cowboys have that nasty taste in their mouth like you're not better than us. I hope they remember when the Rams beat them in the playoffs when we play them next this season. I hope they remember these teams, Green Bay Packers. I Hope you remember Aaron Rodgers beating us all them years. Whoop they ass. You don't want to beat them just 24, 21. No, I want to beat the I want to beat the Packers 45 to 10. You understand there what I'm saying? I wanna whoop they ass. All them gears. You got us, Aaron Rodgers. I want to get a five sack game. You I want to get you get hurt. I want to knock you out the game.
1: There you go. You feel me?
0: That's the way I'm feeling right now. That's why I want. I want us to knock these guys out and make them respect the D. On my hat, respect this damn name. We are the damn cowboys. These people need to come back to respecting what we bring to the damn table. And these cowboys that are on this current team have to understand that that they have a lot of that in them. And if they just go in there and take it, they will be right back in the. Ugh. Just. Whew.
1: Just that. Just that. We right there, cowboy nation. And we right there, big game, James.
0: Yeah. So that's my little. Uh, My, 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 whatever it was, but shout outs to you, big law, man. I appreciate you big dog jumping on here, man. I missed you, man. Give him a shout out. Tell him what you're doing. Tell him where you at. Cause I know you got a lot of your fans in here. uh, And uh, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Just tell them what's going on, what you're doing and everything that you got going on. We want to hear it.
1: Yes, man. Appreciate everybody, man, for following my page. Uh it's L A W Nation. I'm on IG, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook. I got two pages on YouTube, Law Nations 2.0 and Law Nations page. I also started a new deal. It's DLive.tv forward slash L A W Nation. Follow me there. And uh and we're gonna get this thing going, Cowboy Nation. I, I really do. Uh of course, we on Roku, iTunes. Uh, big game, James. I'm gonna re-upload this uh, particular clip on iTunes, okay. and uh, so that everybody can hear us on Spotify and beyond, guys. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all, especially the love and adulation that you guys got for this thing that we do. You know, uh, I, I want to say this. I would be remiss to add uh, to leave this out. You see this on my head, Cowboys experience, Cowboys XP. Hit this guy up. It's CowboysExperience.com and when you go there to their website, you go to this link that says Media Row, you'll see Big Game James information, Silver and Blue, Botch Lombardi, who likes to bring the party, uh, my guy Mark Holmes, DDP, as well as um, a, a West Coast uh, Cowboy, and me. Man, we got so many things going on for the season, but if you guys really want to support the nation, you guys really want to support us, hit that website up, hit us up, share this content, put this on Twitter, just share this thing around, subscribe, comment, and then on top of that, that's when we can provide you the information when we in Oxnard, right? right. We, we can provide you the information when the uh, team in the training camp come back to Dallas because of you guys. Man, that's all the time that I have for this wonderful evening. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute
0: salute hey and just as law said just to flow off that last little bit yes just like you said you know we are we are dedicated to getting you all the closest cowboys news you know we want to have you not just hearing it from us but we want to have you hear the ear that's right next to it so you're like okay this is official and that's what we want to do we want to get you the official official news We can only continue to do that with your help and your support. So continue to like and subscribe to Law Nation, Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James. Hey, we're just trying to grind for you guys, and we love this. We have the passion for it, but we love you guys more than anything. I love these chat boxes, and I love listening to these these comments because it's a lot of people that got a lot of Cowboys knowledge, and we just want to appreciate you. So. Once again, salutes to everybody. We appreciate everybody that was in the broadcast. Stay tuned. We're going to have more shows from Silver and Blue Nation on the tube. Like and subscribe. Holla at your boy. Big Game James. Silver and Blue Nation. Law Nation. You know how we do. And we out.
1: Yes, indeed.